Hey guys, in today's show, we're looking ahead to Monday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Now, those of you who listen to the audio version... You may not have seen this show before, but I'm going to start putting it on the audio feed. It is the What to Watch For video. Normally, I just do it across the weekend, but we're going to do it uh, every day of the week now. So let's looking, we're looking ahead to what's going on in the games on Monday. Let's start with the first one, 11 games on. Pacers and the Wizards. I want to watch Timothy John McConnell because the minutes went way down when Levert started, and then they pushed back up to 30 a night, and now they've pushed back down to like 23 to 25. Does that keep him a must-roster player? How much does he play? With Karis Levert there, there are there's some decent questions I think that need to be asked. Also, I want to watch Miles Turner. How many minutes does he play? What does his usage look like? The blocks, yeah, we're fairly confident they're going to be good most nights. But what is his role? I guess is the big um, the big question mark that we need to uh, that we need to be aware of. For the Wizards, I want to see what they do with Daniel Gafford. First game, really impressive, but we know Scott Brooks and centers are pretty tough to get a full handle on. If Gafford can get 25 minutes, he's a must-roster player, so watching that is really key. They also started Denny Avdia over uh, Garrison Matthews last game. Now, I think Avdia's got a little bit of a way to go to be a must-roster 12-team league player, but as a starter, there is at least some potential there, and if anything happens to Beal with injuries, then maybe we look at that, but I just want to see what his role is and how many minutes he plays in this scenario. For the Pelicans and the Celtics, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yeah, he has been playing at a really high level, starting in place of Lonzo Ball. At this point, Lonzo is questionable for Monday's game. So either way, I want to watch Nikhil Alexander-Walker as a starter, but I also want to see what his role is going to be if he is coming off the bench behind Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe. Will he still play 20, 20 minutes? Will he play 28 minutes? Will they reduce Eric Bledsoe? It's going to be really key. And then I also want to watch Zion Williamson because he's been dominating. There has been some issues occasionally with his free throw percentage, but playing as like an unstoppable point power forward who dominates at the rim, high usage, high field goal percentage, it's been a treat to watch and he is uh, going to be really good for a long time. For the Celtics, Tristan Thompson's down again. So the Rock DJ, Rob Williams, will get another start and she'll put up some big numbers. I'm super pumped for what he's going to do the rest of the season. Andre Drummond's not coming in to ruin his season. Gorgie Jeng's not coming in. Tristan Thompson's trash. So I think there's some big numbers for Rob Williams coming. Well, uh, let's see whether Ivan Fournier plays. I don't know whether he will. He has not made his Celtics debut yet. But what does that do for Fournier's value? Smart's value? Kemba's value, maybe? Probably not. But where does Fournier fit in the rotation? What does it mean for Pritchard and Grant Williams and Aaron Neesmith and all those sort of guys there in Boston? Next up, we look at the Heat and the Knicks. Trevor Ariza, I would assume, will be the starting power forward remaining for the remainder of the season. Maybe they put Nemanja Bielitsa in there, but I think it'll be Ariza most of the time. I think he's knocking on the door of 12-team value, so let's pay attention to that. While Tyler Hero... Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Yeah. Uh, I'm uncertain of what Hero's role is going to be as we move forward. Of course, they brought a guard in, a big-minute guard in Victor Oladipo. Hero had been coming off the bench anyway. 
So I assume that they probably expel someone like Kendrick Nunn out of the rotation eventually. But now these guys aren't playing in this game. Oladipo and Nunn are both out for Monday. But what? But Dragic is back. So can Hero establish himself or what sort of roles he going to have? I'm really curious about where Hero lies the rest of the season. The New York Knicks, uh, Alec Burks has been playing very, very high. Now, last game at a very high level. That's probably a more accurate way of phrasing that. Last game, there was no Reggie Bullock. There was no Julius Randle, and he went bananas. He's getting good minutes. He should get good minutes most of the way, but there's Derek Rose, there's Emmanuel Quickly, there's Alfred Payton, there's Bullock when he's healthy. So what's Burke's role when all of those guys are ready? Do they just take Payton out of the rotation, start Rose, and have Quickly, Bullock, and Burks as the other guards? There's some big questions there. And then Nerlens Noel, who almost definitely will be the starter with Mitchell Robinson out after the, uh, suffering the fractured foot. Noel should get 28 minutes, but... There is the Taj Gibson specter there that we have to pay attention to, but Noel should be rostered in all leagues. The Wolves and the Nets. It looks like Jaden McDaniels has locked down that starting power forward position. Can he maintain those good minutes, high 20s, low 30s minutes? Hopefully. Will he be a 12-team league guy? Not just yet, but you never know. Well, it's the second game back for Malik Beasley from his suspension. He shot horribly in that first game. What does the minutes and shot distribution look between him and Anthony Edwards, and how does he fit back in now that Edwards has taken that leap forward? Well, for the Nets, let's watch Blake Griffin, how much he plays. He's had one good game and a couple of stinkers. No, he's nowhere near a 12-team league player. I don't imagine LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be ready to go for this one, but that's a possibility too. So what does that all mean for Nick Claxton, who's the best center on this team? Yes, he's better than Blake. Yes, he's better than LaMarcus Aldridge. And yes, he's better than DeAndre Jordan. But with all those guys, plus Jeff Green, there's five guys who can play minutes at center. So where is Claxton's role? Is Jordan out of the rotation? Can they still play Claxton 25 minutes? Uh, That'll be more clear when Aldridge is ready to go. But let's see what they use Claxton, what role they use Claxton in here. The Mavs and the Thunder, they should be getting Doncic and Porzingis back for this game, but Tim Hardaway Jr. has played at a higher level of late. I still don't buy him as a must-roster 12-team league guy. He can be that guy, especially as a streamer for points and threes. And then Josh Richardson, probably I'd rather have Richardson over Hardaway, but he is really fringy. In a 10-team league, I think Richardson is a drop. In a 12-teamer, he's probably a hole, but he has some absolute stinkers. Well, for the Thunder, of course, there's no Al Horford. There's no Darius Baisley. So Moses Brown, the C-parter, another big opportunity for him to put up some huge, huge numbers here. Yes, we have to watch to see what Tony Bradley does and how that impacts Brown and his minutes. But for now, Brown is the guy. And then the salt flake, Theo Maladon, put up some really good numbers in his last game. Um, He's uh, he's putting up some really, really, really strong performances. Love what he's been doing. And Maladon is um, yeah, an option at least to have a look at. I think he's not a must-roster guy at this point, but that's really, uh, really about it. But I, I want to see what he does. Can he maintain an improvement in his shooting percentages? That will be key. What is also key is knowing where to go to get the parts for your car. You wouldn't go to a local chain store for that. Why would you bother? They're not going to have the part in stock. And even if they do, they're going to overcharge you because they have different pricing tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
Next game up on Monday is the Grizzlies. Oh, that was the wrong one because I didn't do this one. The Raptors and the Pistons. The wiki, Chris Boucher. What is Nick Nurse going to do? Now, it's always up in the air. Um, will Lowry, Kyle Lowry miss this game? Lowry missed the game on Sunday with foot soreness. What does that mean for Boucher's minutes? And then I want to watch Malachi Flynn, who looks better and better each time I've seen him on the court. Um um, I'm very, very interested to see um, how how many minutes he gets. Um, he's, again, he's probably not going to be um, a top option, but I, I just want to see how comfortable he looks because it's going to influence my thoughts in terms of next season when Lowry almost definitely leaves as a free agent, what Flynn's role can be. For the Pistons, MC Hamadou Diallo in his second game. Have a time. Rested the back-to-back, but what is his role? Is it He played 18 minutes in that first game. Can he be 22 minutes? 28? 32? Like, I'm really not sure how they're going to use him yet. And then Isaiah Stewart, who yeah, played some pretty solid minutes, was ejected in the last game for the Pistons. Let's see how his minutes look next to, uh, or next to and behind Mason Plumley. Next one is the Grizzlies and the Rockets. Grayson Allen playing at a fringe 12-team level. I think he's getting way too many minutes, but it doesn't matter if I think he's getting too many minutes because he's getting those minutes and he's producing at an okay level. So let's see how he's used here. And same as Brandon Clark, whose minutes have been disappointing. He occasionally flashes a big game, but then he has some um, some stinkers and that makes it hard to um, to roster him. Jay Sean Tate for the Rockers, putting up... Rockers? Not the Rockets. It's not Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. For the Rockets, Jay Sean Tate, the wild thing, putting up some really good numbers. I imagine he continues to start over Kelly Olynyk, but that's one we want to watch. And then if Christian Wood, uh, who missed the last game, Kelly Olynyk was putting up some really strong ones there. It does appear that Wood is a chance to play in this game. That's not confirmed at this point, but it does look like the ankle injury that or the ankle soreness, I think it is. That's how they phrase it, that he, he can be... Or sorry, it's an illness. I'm thinking back to his ankle injury. Sorry, it's an illness. So he should be ready to go for this game, but we don't have um, we don't have confirmation on that just yet for for Christian Wood. But that would give Kelly Linick some value in that scenario. The Kings and the Spurs. Delon Wright, pretty disappointing first game for Delon as a member of um, Sacramento, and he is absolutely looking like a drop to me. They played Terrence Davis a little bit, probably more than I expected. He looked okay out there, and how he looks, again, yeah, that's only for deeper leagues, but if he can maintain a solid role, which he couldn't get in Toronto, that'll be one to watch. Well, for the Spurs, DeJounte Murray, just, he just keeps sort of being inconsistently consistent, or consistently inconsistent. Maybe that's more of the way to say it. He has some big games and some terrible shooting games. His role is fine. It's not going anywhere. But let's see what he can do. Can he start to put some big games together? Well, Calden Johnson is... Look, every time I say that he's a drop, he comes out and puts up big games. So maybe I'll say he's a drop now and see if he puts up some big ones. But outside of two games, in the last three months, he hasn't been a 12-team worthy player. And I'll attach on a young kid who had to deal with COVID. The minutes aren't there. The production's not there. And I want to see what he does here, but I reckon he's uh, trending towards a drop. Next game is the Cavs and the Jazz. The Cavs obviously dealing with some injury problems. Kevin Love, um, who knows when the hell we're going to see him. Jared Allen dealing with a concussion. And they have started Broderick Thomas. Now, this is probably only for like 14 to 16 team leagues, but he's a starter. He's getting decent minutes. Um... I think we have to consider Thomas at least a stream option for those deep leagues. And same with Dean Wade. Wadey putting up some good numbers. He started quite a few games this year. And if they have to go with Nance at center, Wade will get another start. So keep an eye on both of those guys for deeper leagues. Well, for the Jazz, Jordan Clarkson has been shooting horribly. But last game, he turned it back on without Mike Conley. Now, Conley will return in this game. So let's see what he's able to do. And let's see how Clarkson goes. Because he'd been trending like towards a drop outside the top 200 over the last two weeks, Clarkson. I wouldn't drop him. But he is moving towards that direction. It was just good to see him get back in action last game. 
the Bucks and the Clippers. Well, the question for Milwaukee is, who the hell plays? Did they just decide, like they did last year, like the game literally before COVID shut the league down, where they just said, well, we're just wholesale resting everybody? That's sort of what it feels like, because literally every person was out with a fake injury. Middleton, Yanni, Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, PJ Tucker, Bobby Portis, and Rowdy Rodion's Kuroks. Now, Portis was a health and safety protocol issue. Kuroks was already injured, but Middleton, Yanni, Drew, DiVincenzo, uh, all fake injuries. I imagine they all come back, but if they don't, we're looking at Sam Merrill, we're looking at Jordan Wara, we're looking at Thanasis Antetokounmpo, and we're looking at Pat Connaughton as options. Actually, Connaughton as a deeper league guy, he's getting minutes anyway. So he is someone that can put up some decent production for those deeper formats. The Bulls and the Warriors, Kobe White coming off the bench. I think he's a drop, but he showed some signs of life last game. Well, Thad Young, will they start him over Lowry? It didn't happen in the first game against the Spurs, but that game didn't go particularly well. Young is still putting up some good numbers, so how his value looks will be up in the air. While for the Warriors, Steph Curry looks like he could return. He's been upgraded to questionable. So what does that mean for Jordan Poole, and what does it mean for Nico Mannion? Can Poole maintain a 27-minute roll off the bench with Curry back? Can Mannion maintain a 19-minute roll, or will he go back to playing 13 minutes? Because Mannion's been flashing some pretty good performance of late, and Poole has been playing pretty well too. We'll see how that looks, and that might be an indication whether we need to drop someone like Pooley. For streamers, I'm looking at Kelly Olenek, Isaiah Roby, Alexei Pokyashevsky, Grayson Allen, and Teo Maladon. While for points leagues, we can stream in Jordan Poole, Isaiah Roby, The Wild Thing, Jay Sean Tate, Nick Claxton, and Alexei Pokyashevsky. Guys, that'll do it for me. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.